Section 11 of Mashi by Rabindranath Tagore. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter 11 The River Stairs. If you wish to hear of days gone by, sit on the step of mine and lend your ears to the murmur of the rippling water. The month of ashwin september was about to begin the river was in full flood only four of my steps peeped above the surface the water had crept up to the low-lying parts of the bank where the kachu plant grew dense beneath the branches of the mango grove at that bend of the river three old brick heaps towered above the water around them the fishing boats moored to the trunks of the babla trees on the bank rocked on the heaving flow-tide at dawn. The path of tall grasses on the sandbank had caught the newly risen sun. They had just begun to flower, and were not yet in full bloom. The little boats puffed out their tiny sails on the sunlit river. The Brahmin priest had come to bathe with his ritual vessels. The women arrived in twos and threes to draw water. I knew this was the time of Kosam's coming to the bathing stairs. But that morning I missed her. Bubon and Swarna mourned at the ghat. They said that their friend had been led away to her husband's house, which was a place far away from the river, with strange people, strange houses, and strange roads. In time she almost faded out of my mind. A year passed. The women at the ghat now rarely talked of Kosam. But one evening I was startled by the touch of the long familiar feet ah yes but those feet were now without anklets they had lost their old music kusum had become a widow they said that her husband had worked in some far-off place and that she had met him only once or twice a letter brought her the news of his death a widow at eight years old she had rubbed out the wife's red mark from her forehead, stripped off her bangles, and come back to her old home by the Ganges. But she found few of her old playmates there. Of them, Buban, Swarno, and Amala were married and gone away. Only Surat remained, and she, too, they said, would be wed in December next. As the Ganges rapidly grows to fullness with the coming of the rains, even so did Kosong day by day grow to the fullness of beauty and youth. But her dull-colored robe, her pensive face, and quiet manners drew a veil over her youth, and hid it from men's eyes as in a mist. Ten years slipped away, and none seemed to have noticed that Kusum had grown up. One morning such as this, at the end of a far-off September, a tall, young, fair-skinned Sanyasi, coming I know not whence, took shelter in the Shiva temple in front of me. His arrival was noised abroad in the village. The women left their pitches behind and crowded into the temple to bow to the holy man. The crowd increased day by day. The sannyasi's fame rapidly spread among the womankind. One day he would recite the Bhagavad. Another day he would expound the Gita or hold forth upon a holy book in the temple. Some sought him for counsel, some for spells, some for medicines. So months passed away. 
in april at the time of the solar eclipse vast crowds came here to bathe in the ganges a fair was held under the babla tree many of the pilgrims went to visit the sanyasi and among them were a party of women from the village where kusum had been married it was morning the sanyasi was counting his beads on my steps when all of a sudden one of the women pilgrims nudged another and said why he is our kusum's husband another parted her veil a little in the middle with two fingers and cried out oh dear me so it is he is the younger son of the chattergoo family of our village said a third who made little parade of her veil ah he has got exactly the same brow nose and eyes yet another woman without turning to the sanyasi stirred the water with her pitcher and sighed alas that young man is no more he will not come back bad luck to kosum but objected one he had not such a big beard and another he was not so thin or he was most probably not so tall that settled the question for the time and the matter spread no further one evening as the full moon arose kusum came and sat upon my last step above the water and cast her shadow upon me there was no other at the gap just then the crickets were chirping about me the din of brass gongs and bells had ceased in the temple the last wave of sound grew fainter and fainter until it merged like the shade of a sound in the dim groves of the farther bank on the dark water of the ganges lay a line of glistening moonlight on the bank above in bush and hedge under the porch of the temple in the base of ruined houses by the side of the tank in the palm grove gathered shadows of fantastic shape the bats swung from the chatum boughs near the houses the loud clamour of the jackals rose and sank into silence slowly the sanyasi came out of the temple descending a few steps of the gut he saw a woman sitting alone and was about to go back when suddenly kusum raised her head and looked behind her the veil slipped away from her the moonlight fell upon her face as she looked up the owl flew away hooting over their heads starting at the sound kusum came to herself and put the veil back on her head then she bowed low at the sanyasi's feet he gave her a blessing and asked who are you she replied i am called kusum no other word was spoken that night kusum went slowly back to her house which was hard by but the sanyasi remained sitting on my steps for long hours that night at last when the moon passed from the east to the west and the sanyasi's shadow shifting from behind fell in front of him he rose up and entered the temple henceforth i saw kusum come daily to bow at his feet when he expounded the holy books she stood in a corner listening to him after finishing his morning service he used to call her to himself and speak on religion she could not have understood it all but listening attentively in silence she tried to understand it as he directed her so she acted implicitly she daily served at the temple ever alert in the god's worship gathering flowers for the puja and drawing water from the ganges to wash the temple floor the winter was drawing to its close 
we had cold winds but now and then in the evening the warm spring breeze would blow unexpectedly from the south the sky would lose its chilly aspect pipes would sound and music be heard in the village after a long silence the boatmen would set their boats drifting down the current stop rowing and begin to sing the songs of krishna this was the season just then i began to miss kusum for some time she had given up visiting the temple the ghat or the sanyasi what happened next i do not know but after a while the two met together on my steps one evening with downcast looks kusum asked master did you send for me yes why do i not see you why have you grown neglectful of late in serving the gods she kept silent tell me your thoughts without reserve half averting her face she replied i am a sinner master and hence i have failed in the worship the sanyasi said kusum i know there is unrest in your heart she gave a slight start and drawing the end of her sari over her face she sat down on the step at the sanyasi's feet and wept he moved a little away and said tell me what you have in your heart and i shall show you the way to peace she replied in a tone of unshaken faith stopping now and then for words if you bid me i must speak out but then i cannot explain it clearly you master must have guessed it all i adored one as a god i worshipped him and the bliss of that devotion filled my heart to fullness but one night i dreamt that the lord of my heart was sitting in a garden somewhere clasping my right hand in his left and whispering to me of love the whole scene did not appear to me at all strange the dream vanished but its hold on me remained next day when i beheld him he appeared in another light than before that dream picture continued to haunt my mind i fled far from him in fear and the picture clung to me thenceforth my heart has known no peace all has grown dark within me while she was wiping her eyes and telling this tale i felt that the sanyasi was firmly pressing my stone surface with his right foot her speech done the sanyasi said you must tell me whom you saw in your dream with folded hands she entreated i cannot he insisted you must tell me who he was wringing her hands she asked must i tell it he replied yes you must then crying you are he master she fell on her face on my stony bosom and sobbed when she came to herself and sat up the sanyasi said slowly i am leaving this place to-night that you may not see me again know that i am a sanyasi not belonging to this world you must forget me kusum replied in a low voice it will be so master the sanyasi said i take my leave without a word more kusum bowed to him and placed the dust of his feet on her head he left the place the moon set the night grew dark i heard a splash in the water the wind raved in the darkness as if it wanted to blow out all the stars of the sky
End of section 11.